Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of 20s and Abroad. My name is Gerda and I'll be your host today. And the guest we have with us today is Eva. Hi Eva, how are you? Hi, I'm good, how are you? I'm good, thank you so much. Um, let's jump right in and let me ask you first question about um, where are you from? I'm from Germany, but my family comes from the Czech Republic. <laughs> awesome. And if you could give us a little like... Um, a background story about yourself maybe a little bit about your childhood that would be also very nice well i grew up playing tennis so that was pretty much my whole life i'm 23 now so i've been playing since i was about six years old and i was traveling a lot in my childhood due to tennis to many many different tournaments always with my mom because she was also my coach at the same time so i got to spend a lot of time with my family that's very cool But when you were like younger, you were mostly in Germany, correct? Yes, I was living in Germany until I graduated high school. I spent a lot of summers in Prague, in the Czech Republic, but I was living in Germany. I see. But both of your parents are Czech or German? They're both Czech. Oh, okay. Makes sense then. So technically you could also apply for Czech passport. <laughs> I can, yes. And I'm actually planning on doing that for the last three years. I've just never seemed to have the time but I'm definitely gonna do it probably next year the latest fair enough fair enough so since you mentioned you have uh, traveled quite a lot uh, due to tennis and maybe you can expand on that and how many countries have you visited and maybe some things you have learned or maybe some highlights that you have from the experience I've probably been in at least 15 countries um, I've used to play tournaments that were called tennis Europe in the age categories of under 12, 14, and 16. And I've literally went, uh, obviously in Germany, the Czech Republic, Norway, um, Belgium, Netherlands, Luxembourg, everything around Germany. And I've also went to um, Albania because I played an under 18 international tournament there once. Hmm. Um, so it was very interesting because I got to see a lot of different cultures. I got to meet a lot of different people that are still my friends until now. And we're still in touch. Occasionally we see each other either tournaments or somebody goes, comes to visit me or I go to visit them. But mm -hmm. it's, it's very nice because you build connections and they can last for your, your whole life. Yeah, that's fair enough. I couldn't agree more. Um, and when it comes to um, logistics, was it tough around those times when either you like drove by car or you mostly just flew by plane so we always took the car when it was possible i only took the plane i believe three times in my whole life to go to a tournament so Alba albania was the first time and then i played one tournament in reggio di calabria in the south of italy because i went to, i went to play the under 16 tennis Europe masters so best eight of that year so I had to fly down there. There would have been a very long car ride. <laughs> and then once I played in Palermo, so you have to fly out there. And otherwise, I always drove with my mom. Eight-hour trips, nine-hour trips. Once I went from Luxembourg to, to Warsaw in Poland. It was over a thousand kilometers. But, you know, I didn't have a license back then. I was still young. So my mom had to drive it all. But it was, it, it was quite an experience. That's crazy, but definitely you're just a big traveler, I would say. Definitely. And, um, is there anything you regret doing 
I know. I mean, it's kind of tricky question since you have been traveling because of the sports. But is there anything that you could have done differently if you could have? Maybe you wouldn't even play tennis or anything. But well, when it comes to traveling to tournaments, maybe I should have taken some time to actually visit the cities I was in, because when you go to tournaments, you're only at the tennis courts or in the hotel. You don't really get to see much of the city or the country itself. So probably should have taken some time to visit as well. But um, yeah, if I wouldn't have played tennis, I think my life would have been completely different. I would have never gone to the States uh, to play for college. Mm -hmm. I would have not met the people I've met that I consider now my best friends and that are very important to me. And even if they live in different countries, I know that I'm going to have them for life. And I think as a person, I will be very, very different as well. Probably more close-minded because when you travel a lot, it really opens up your mind to new cultures and every every person is different. So it changed me, definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's a very good answer. Actually, you actually have an answer to my other question. But moving on to your college experience, since you mentioned that already, um, how hard it was for you to get a scholarship in America? So to be honest, it wasn't that hard for me because I had a very good uh, German ranking as well as a junior international ranking. So I got probably a year before I signed uh, my contract to go to LMU, um, which was also a year before I graduated high school. I got a lot of offers from different universities because they know that the German ranking is very tough. They know that we have a lot of good players. So if you're, if you're um, in the front somewhere, then they know you have to be good. Also, they can look at your your scores, your tournaments, all your records, and they see who you beat, and they can imagine what kind of player you are. They also go recruit in the summer. The coaches from universities, they travel a lot, and when they see you play, you know, they, they talk to you right away after. They did that to you? Um, I had some coaches, yes, that talked to me after matches, but I already had kind of my mind set up to go to LMU, mm -hmm. and I'm not regretting it at all. That's amazing. Well, my experience is so much different, like so different. I got a school like in like one month before school started. Oh, really? Yes, it was brutal. I'm actually lying like two months because I still had to manage my visa. It was awful. Wow. But Leo, at least you, it sounds like your, your journey was like smooth as a butter. <laughs> it was actually very smooth. I didn't even need an agent or anything. Nothing. I did everything myself because my aunt... Um, used to play tennis for USC back in the days. And so she knew how all of this goes. And, and technically, when the coach is interested in you and actually wants you to go to their university to sign, they tell you exactly what you need to do. And once I signed at LMU, um, the athletic staff took care of everything. They told me exactly what I have to do, where mm -hmm. I have to go, where do I submit, that and that. And so I didn't need an agent. I had the coach from the university and athletic staff told me everything I needed to do, which was good because it, it, I saved some money on that. <laughs> Definitely. No, I couldn't agree more. But that's great. No, that's great. And talking about um, experience in America, do you remember the first maybe feeling when you arrived to campus? And oh, it was pure happiness. Really? Oh, I tell was me about it. overwhelmed with happiness. It was amazing. Um, oh. My campus is 
is beautiful. It is a small campus because it is a private school, mm-hmm. but it's absolutely stunning. It, it like when I got there first time, I thought it was huge. I mean, it's California. But <laughs> now I know it's really not that big. Looking at other schools, comparing it, for example, to UCLA, mm-hmm. is really not big. But it's it's on a little hill, and you can literally see whole LA. And to your right and to your left, you can see the ocean. You're by car, five to ten minutes away from the beach, but also ten minutes ten minutes away from the airport, which is very nice as well because. If you land after a 12-hour flight, you get there very fast, which is really good. And it was amazing. It was literally, I, I couldn't believe that I was actually there. I thought I was dreaming. Oh my God, it must be really nice. But what about the cultural experience? What about, let's say, how did you understood that? I don't, not like understood, but when it came to people, like, did there was there like a big cultural difference for you or like how did you took that first like senses in there was a big cultural difference but I'm a very adaptive person I've never had an issue with these things since I'm a very big extrovert but I had to definitely also be careful what I said at the start because uh, having Czech parents also visiting the Czech Republic a lot you know we have a very dark humor here which you cannot at all use in California, especially in Los Angeles. Um, so I had to be really careful at the start, but I got used to it now and it's not that difficult anymore. I just say it in my head, you know. <laughs> but it it was also different that in, in the US, I feel like people um, have a lot more small talks. You can literally start a conversation with anyone you want. Mm-hmm. You can approach someone and it's going to be... You can have an hour conversation if you want to. They're all very nice to you. And whereas in Europe, you don't really do small talks. You don't really go up to someone and start talking to them. They they would probably wonder, why are you talking to me? You don't know me. Mm-hmm. But in, in LA, it was definitely different. People approach you, they start talking to you. And it's it's actually quite nice. Yeah, in Europe, everybody's kind of like, they're going to keep their opinion to themselves. Maybe you're just going to sniff the waters <laughs> there yeah you don't know sometimes if they really mean it or not it's mm-hmm. like i feel like uh some of them are a little bit fake so you got to be careful mm-hmm. but at the same time obviously not everyone is like that they mm-hmm. most of them are just really nice people <laughs> exactly and when it comes to um education maybe you have some sort of feelings about how education was in Germany and how it is in America. Do you want to um, um, expand on that, maybe? To be honest, my education in high school in Germany was a lot harder than college in the States. Even though like I do have to study, I have to really do my work, I never had to do as much as I did in high school. Granted, I had like 12 classes in high school every year and I had six classes a day. But at the same time, it's college. You know, you expect to be really overwhelmed with work. But that's one of the good things about the United States that if you're an athlete, it's the one place to go if you want to continue playing a sport, but also continue uh, your academic career. If you want to get a degree at the same time, then it's really only possible in the United States because they can make it possible that you have enough time to do both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And when it came to your studies, did you already knew what you wanted to do? Well, 
I didn't know at all what I wanted to do because all my life I only played tennis and I only went to school and and just did the bare minimum to pass. <laughs> but um, I decided I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna go into economics. So I went there as an econ economics major. Um, but knowing them well, I'm so bad in math and, and all the science parts and, and econ is a lot of math. And so I took the first class and we had an, a professor who was an economist and I did not understand a word. My English was good, but he used those terms and I, 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 was, I had to drop out of that class because I was going to fail it and I couldn't risk failing it. So I dropped out and then for two more semesters, I was more like undeclared, even though I was still an economics major. I wasn't taking any other classes, though. Um, I had to retake econ, though, and I passed it with like 78 percent. And 75 was, was the cut, but yeah. oh my okay. god, I was so happy. <laughs> I was so scared until I got the last grade back. <laughs> but I passed it, and then I changed my major um, to journalism because I'm actually really good in talking to people and writing. And it was interesting because I could also use it in my future career to go into marketing, broadcasting, and public relations. So it's not just that you have to be a journalist if you study it, because it teaches you a lot. So I started being a journalism major my junior year and now I'm studying my master's in science of management, which is a completely different um, area. area so. Yes, uh, but at the same time, this is a very good program because it is made specifically for people like me um, that don't have a business undergrad to study it so i am um, obviously we don't we probably not going into that much of a detail as probably mba majors but we learn a lot and it's very interesting that's very cool has there any ever ever like been some sort of crazy story that you recall from living in america because it's been a long time since you've been there i know you might think about it now and maybe you can't really recall but i don't know like for me when i was sitting there's always some weird stuff happening i don't know i was for instance attacked on my freshman year what? by a homeless person yes no yes literally God. it was uh, it was so awful like you know i mentally was like afterwards what the heck just happened but crazy. nothing crazy like i don't know i was not stabbed or whatever but he just like pushed me on the ground you know and i just vividly remember that scene and then i don't know we had some actually school shootings we had three school shootings in campus it was awful and you know i don't really associate my campus with that but it's just like you know Sometimes I just think about it and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I lived through those moments. But at the same time, America was great. I don't know, like, if I could, I wish I could live through these moments I again. Not, not those specific ones, but just in general, just the better back. ones. Yeah, the better <laughs> ones where you just go with the team together and celebrate moments. Mentioning school shooting, we didn't have a school shooting because uh, it's a gated college. That's and awesome. Mm -hmm. Not everyone can get on it, but we had a fake school shooting. What? So. It was crazy. It was my freshman year, I believe. And we were heading to a team dinner outside of campus. You would walk five or 10 minutes. And suddenly we all get these alarms in our phones ringing, uh, possible shooter, please like lock your dorm or... So we were literally running to the gate so we get out of there. But 
and the LAPD came and, and there were helicopters and everything, there was no shooter. Mm-hmm. So what happened was that... Um, they just wanted to test it out to people, how the, the way no, people reacted? No, somebody in, in the dorms, in the freshman dorms, actually I know that person, um, tried to scare his friend and yelled, Shooter! Oh my really God. loud. And I guess someone else had to have heard it and called their parents. No. And those parents then called the police. It was a it was crazy. But yes. Um I mean, a whole lot of drama crazy. and and hacking craziness, but nothing actually luckily happened. That's good. But um yeah, definitely nothing like a real no school shooting luckily yeah yeah i actually hope this this whole situation in america is gonna go you know a little bit in a better direction but it's yeah i don't think that anytime soon it's gonna change much i know i'm just trying to i guess remain positive (laughs) be positive (laughs) yes of course but i know i'm happy to hear that you know like that's i mean you're also in such a great location and and i mean if honestly if you wouldn't be a tennis player, imagine you probably would have been so somewhere else in the world, or like I would probably have been in the Czech Republic, maybe still in Germany. Definitely wouldn't have experienced what I have experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. So it actually going to LMU was the best decision I've ever made in my entire life, and I will never ever regret it. I'm actually I still have one more year, but I I'm already sad right now knowing. Then well next year at this time it's all gonna be over. Don't don't because think about you it. live in a bubble there and it's a beautiful bubble and you don't want to get out of it, but obviously life has to go on. Mm-hmm. And exactly. it was it was amazing. That's why I would love to do an episode with you after you graduate, so you can tell me all and you can spill the tea to everybody. Uh, you're I'm gonna <laughs> you're gonna have an episode with a depressed person. <laughs> no no no, but uh, talking about the LA life. Is there anything you want to tell us about that? Or like, tell us about the parties. Tell us about oh, how Oh, definitely that... come to LA if you want to go out and have fun. <laughs> definitely. So we we go a lot to Venice Beach, Santa Monica. And you know how in the States, a bar is not like a European bar where you just sit and drink. In the States, a bar, you dance. You know, you have a DJ there. And it's it's what Europeans would probably consider a club. But it is so much fun. And even the clubs, uh, the clubs in West Hollywood, they're very, very nice. The neighborhood's not as good as uh, Venice Beach in Santa Monica, just because it's more downtown and it's a little bit sketchier. And we don't even go there as much. But those bars uh, where we go to are so much fun. And it's, it's great being a woman in these moments because you will never pay for a drink <laughs> i don't think i have paid one drink in those five years it's nuts even your either your friends give them uh buy them for you or strangers they just approach you hey you want a drink and why not <laughs> why <laughs> you not? know go go to the bar get their drinks a little small talk and you go back to your friends you know so <laughs> it is a lot of fun that's amazing and um when it comes to your team, um, how how has this whole situation been? I mean, you probably have like, I don't know, people from different countries, right? And is it hard in the tennis world to live with the people with, you know, different cultural experiences? And so, so my whole team is actually international. We don't have a single American in the team. 
we used to have always one American out of like 10 people. Mm-hmm. The rest of them were all international. So most of them are from Europe. We have two Polish girls, two, um, one Russian. We had two Russians. She's one of them graduated. We have an Australian. You know, we have people from the entire world, and which is actually really nice. And especially European people, they, they um, have a like, very similar culture. Mm-hmm. And we have another girl, a very good friend of mine. She's also German Czech like me, and I've known her for a while prior to that. So it's really nice to have her there as well. And um, as I mentioned at the start, I'm an extrovert. <laughs> so for me, it's really not that big of a deal. Fair enough. But... Um, I live with an Italian girl whose parents are um, Russian and Slovakian. Mm-hmm. And obviously everyone has a little bit of a different culture, but in the end we all get along very, very well. And mm-hmm. we all respect each other. We're teammates. We're there together. And yeah, we've never really had any major problems. That's very good. I, uh, I remember that um, your friend came to Prague, right? Yes. <laughs> so... Is, and I've heard you spoken Spanish a little bit. Is that due to the reason because you kind of were very close and then she just decided to teach you a little bit of Spanish? She was, uh, her name is Jessica. Jessica. And she was my roommate for th- of three years, actually, freshman year. Also my teammate. And then she's my best friend until she's going to be my best friend forever, probably. Um, but... So she's from Spain, her mom's Dominican, and um, she would listen to a lot of bachata and reggaeton, and and I love Spanish. It's the, to me, it's the hottest language on this planet, and I studied one year of Spanish in high school, and then when I went to college, I took two semesters of Spanish as well, um, but mostly I actually learned it from her and through listening to the music, because I understand now a, um, a lot because I love Spanish music, I listen to it a lot. I don't speak it as much as I can understand it, but I could survive with it. Yeah, and she helped me with that as well, because sometimes she would just speak in Spanish to me, and when her mom came to visit LA, she wouldn't speak any English, so I was forced to speak Spanish. And in California, especially in Los Angeles, you have a lot of uh, South Americans, and you hear it all the time, so you pick it up. That's amazing. Well, moral of the story, get a Spanish friend or like exactly. or get a, some other person that speaks in different language, get a person that speaks in a different language and be best friends. <laughs> exactly. But that's so awesome. Now, Jessica is a wonderful person and and the whole story of yours in general just makes me so happy because so far, I think your life the way it has, you know, the way you are right now has been perfect so far you know you're in the amazing location with amazing people around you you know it's gonna get better only from there obviously at some point it's gonna hurt just because you're gonna move away but um what is maybe like your best um experience that you can recall from studying in usa well our historical win that semester against ucla was huge it was on on TV, it was on Twitter, random people would tweet about it, and and UCLA is a top school in tennis, and we've beat them for the first time, and none of us could contain our happiness for days or weeks even, like, oh, until, even now I think about it, and and it's amazing, but I guess, I guess the one thing that I will 
always remember is also with Jessica, um, the first time I met her. So she didn't speak as, her English wasn't as good as mine and she didn't want to speak it because it wasn't good. And I've met her the day that, one day before we moved in together and our coach introduced us actually. And I was like, hi, I'm Eva. She says, hi, I'm Jessica. I'm like, I'm your roommate. And she just shrugged her shoulder, said, I know, and left. <laughs> and until now, until today, I, I, you know, give a shit about it. Um, and she keeps laughing and saying, I didn't want to speak because I didn't know how to. And, you know, she just tried to get out of the situation. But it's just like, I was thinking to myself, what the hell? <laughs> like, and I'm living with her? Yeah, yeah. And now it turns out that she's my, my best friend. And, yeah, I love her so much. A lot of great relationships start that way, friendships. And It was always funny because at the start, she would ask me a question to explain her something. Mm-hmm. I don't talk for five minutes, literally for five minutes. And I could, I look at her and I see the look in her face and I'm like, you didn't understand a word, did you? She's like, no. Oh, you no. know, and that happens so much, like the first two months. But then she, she picked it up very quickly because you're forced to be there. You're forced to speak it and listen to it all day long. So you really pick up the language fast. Oh, God. Best yeah. way to learn a language. I couldn't agree more. That's why I have to learn Czech from you, girl. Exactly. <laughs> Just speak in Czech with me. From now on, I will. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and uh, actually, I wanted to ask you one question about your plans, your future. Do you, are you just kind of living in a moment as for now? Or are you thinking about what's going to happen after you're going to graduate with master's degree? And... Um, well, I'm kind of scared. Because you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I have like two options. Um, well, I don't find a job, quit tennis. But then at the same time, I've been playing tennis my whole life. It's something that I'm used to doing every single day. And I don't, I couldn't imagine going from uh, 100 to zero from mm-hmm. one day to another. Um, I might as well uh, go pro for two, three years and see if it's going anywhere. Um, if I see that my ranking's going up, that I'm actually getting better and I might keep playing. Other than that, um, let's say after three, four years, I would stop if it's not going anywhere because I might be a good player, but there's, there's always someone better than you and, or I could get injured, you know, you never know what's going to happen. That's very true. But I don't, if I play tennis first, I, I'm not going to play with any pressure because I have a bachelor's degree, I have a master's degree, which a lot of tennis players do not have. They, some of them don't even have a high school degree. So when they play, they're actually playing under a lot of pressure because if they don't succeed, they have nothing. Mm-hmm. But I have already that. I, I have a, a plan B, you know. And I don't think that uh, in the future, I'm with two degrees from a very good school, that I'm going to have too much trouble mm-hmm. um, finding a job. I'm also doing an internship right now, so that could also be... A possibility in the future don't definitely you i mean you have a great vision on that so and it sounds like you have already kind of you at least you have options you know obviously i prefer <laughs> i can see you as, as such a great tennis player and uh, obviously it's, it's a tough tough decision to make but you got it you know you have a one year left and you totally got it yeah i mean just if I would judge based on how, how my body feels, <laughs> I'm probably going to quit next week. No. You know? 
but um, it's a, it's really hard on your body and it's a lot of work. So, so a lot of people, they, they tell me, oh, you have such a great life, you're in LA, but they mm. don't really see what's all behind it. Yes, I have a full scholarship and um, I really appreciate it all. But if you think about it, every day that we practice, mm -hmm. every match that we play, this is our job. You know, we get paid technically to be there and to practice every day and represent the university the best we can. And so they, you know, take over the cost of the school and the living. But it is a job and it's really difficult because uh, it can be very tiring sometimes. And there are days that you definitely don't want to go to practice. That's very normal. But um, you just have to keep going, you know. Oh, my God. The words that you just said, like, were my thoughts every time. Yes. Like, for the past four years when I was studying. Exactly. When you talk to people who would not really, like, who see you, you know, as, like, you as this champion or whatever, you have succeeded, like, oh, full scholarship, wow, like, must be nice. Yes. But they just don't know the sweat that you put. They don't understand it, you know, when, especially, like, sometimes some girls come to practice, you can see they don't want to be there, because <laughs> maybe that day they had an exam, or they're very tired, mm -hmm. and or they know they have to study, and you can tell, but for me, I can't really show that, because for the last three years I've been a captain, and... They kind of, the coaches rely on me to every time in practice, you know, show my best behavior, show my best effort and get the girls through it. But it, it can be really, really uh, tiring. Uh, but, but when it comes to like traveling to other states, have you ever had a chance to go somewhere else besides America? Because I heard like a lot of Division One schools, not mine, but we still traveled a lot, but sometimes they go to Europe or like, Some end up in Australian Open and just, you know, like, what? <laughs> well, we haven't done that. But once um, at the beginning of the spring semester, we went to Vero Beach in Florida for one week prior to the beginning of season just to play like a tournament against two other uh, universities and to practice, to prepare. But uh, there were some thoughts about going, you know, to, to Mexico, <laughs> nice. for example, because my coach is uh, Mexican. But... Um, We've never done that. I know that next spring we have to come a week earlier as well to prepare and practice. I'm not sure where we're going, if we're staying in L.A. or or going somewhere else in the States, but... Um, I actually hope so. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would love to go to Mexico. You know, I've never been. Oh, it's a nice, It would nice be place definitely beautiful to go there, but yeah. Fair enough. No, fair enough. I mean, you still get to travel quite a lot. So. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> do, do you still see a lot of places? But, okay, well, this is great. I mean, sounds like a amazing story you have there. And especially, like, again, not a lot of people get this opportunity to play tennis and get a degree, you know. So both of us are very lucky, I would say. So. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm honored, you know. <laughs> for sure. It's amazing. No, for sure. And uh, when it comes to tr besides tennis and tennis traveling, have you ever gone outside without tennis just to travel a little bit or like yeah probably the last time when i was like 11 oh um gran canaria gran canaria yes we used to go there a lot with my family but after i i really started playing a lot around 11 um i have not been a week without my tennis rackets that's crazy it, it is crazy to think about it every time After that, we would fly to Gran Canaria. My tennis rackets were with me. Anywhere I go, I have them with me. Um, 
So yeah, they're technically, if I go somewhere for two days, let's say, and I don't bring him, I feel like, oh, oh God, I, I forgot something. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the the one thing that's always with me. So it kind of became a part of you, you know? I totally understand. Even I, you know, I quit tennis like after I graduated, but I still take them everywhere with me, no matter which country I go to. Because it's, it's weird, it, but... No, because it's a sport you can play for your whole life, you mm-hmm. know? No matter how old you are, if you have some health pr- problems, you can always play tennis. That's true. And it's a great way to socialize as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, I want to ask you a question. Maybe it's going to make you think a little bit. Or maybe not. I don't know. But besides Mexico, what is like your dream place where you just want to go and relax and just, you know, gather your thoughts maybe? If you have the possibility to leave tomorrow, where would you go? Gran Canaria. Really? I grew up, not grew up there, but we've been there so many times and I loved that island. But um, I also want to go to like... Spain, Spain, you know, I've never been, but oh, Jessica, <laughs> Jessica, gotta go to Madrid, <laughs> I mean, there's a, a lot of countries, but I also always want to go to Hawaii, just because mm-hmm. in movies, you know, it looks so great, but then but, you have to go to Maui, or you don't go to Honolulu, yeah, it's, it's like Barcelona, oh, really? I'm, I'm well, sorry, I'm not Barcelona to... either, oh, but no, you know, it has its beaches just super touristically. It's mm-hmm. touristically. It's just, it, I don't know. I, I thought I was also like flying there and I, was, I thought, oh my God, I was crying from yeah. the happiness. And when I was there, obviously we had like four tournament, four matches in five days. Yeah. It was also tough, but it was just, I don't know why nothing really, I wasn't as excited afterwards because yeah. I, I don't know, maybe I pictured it differently, but also I didn't you know, got a chance maybe to see... You couldn't also be a tourist, you know? Yeah. So, but definitely if somebody wants to fly me out to the Maldives, I'll I'll be happy to go. (laughs) I'm not going to say no to these countries. You know, Bora Bora, take me with me. (laughs) Take me with you, please. Oh, somebody who listens now. Please. You know uh, what's the task here. (laughs) Please reach out to me. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. No, this is great. You know, I think we can also wrap this up on this, such a good note, I would say. <laughs> take, take Eva to Bali. Please. <laughs> Bora Bora. <laughs> yes, no one. I'll give you a tennis lesson. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I think that's a perfect uh, trade. Of course. I mean, who knows? One day you wake up and you're professional. I mean, and that person who has flown new to the Bali, you know, they won't even they regret that decision. Exactly. Take me now before it's too late. <laughs> exactly. Before everybody wants you to, t- <laughs> to take you there. But, uh, you know, I believe you're going to succeed and no Thank matter you. which way you're going to decide to go or whatever is your path, you know. Thank you so much. So, but overall, I think this whole story has been amazing and so positive. And a lot of people who also are into sports maybe can take this uh, and, you know, benefit from this and just see how life can turn after you decide to go study abroad. Yes, yeah, just know. don't let the negativity get to you. You're mm-hmm. always going to have people around you that are going to tell you you can't do it. Oh, yes. You know, you'll never succeed or whatever. Just do what makes you happy and, and stop listening to those people. Find yourself two, mm-hmm. three good friends that you can trust that you know want the best for you and you don't need more than that. Mm-hmm. All the other ones are acquaintances. You know, you don't have to listen to every single person that's trying to tell you how to do stuff, how to live your life. Mm-hmm. 
only listen to those that you know want the best for you. So and always keep going. Exactly, words of wisdom. Okay, I can yeah, I'm so wise. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is truly amazing, Ewan. And I just want to say thank you so much for participating. Well, thank you for having me. No, this is very lovely. And you know what? I'm definitely gonna reach out to you next year because I want to hear all the gossips because I know you are still in your full scholarship. So, <laughs> so we don't, be a little careful. Yeah, we have to be a little no. careful. No, no, I know you're uh, you're good, good there. I mean, we should be fine. But yeah. Thank you so much, Evo. And guys, we're going to hear you next episode. Bye-bye. Bye.